Let's chat with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun this morning because we do expect to hear from Premier John Horgan, somebody that we haven't really heard a lot from the last couple of weeks. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. No, uh, you're right. Uh, Premier John Horgan has not been quick to uh, talk to the news media since winning his big mandate. Uh, oh, gee, weeks ago now, he's had, uh, he did a morning after press conference, the election. Um, then he was off for, for a couple of weeks. Then he did one more. Today will be the third, um, second since the morning after the election, and uh, there's kind of getting to build up a pretty big backlog of things to ask him about, actually. Yeah, no kidding, because I'm wondering, this seems like a very odd time to have stayed so silent given this huge increase in cases that we've had. I think that's a very good point. Look, the New Democrats reaped a huge political reward for calling a snap election way back in September, Uh, The public credited them with very good handling of the first wave of the pandemic. And it will be interesting to see if the premier takes any responsibility today for how badly things have gone in the second wave, because the New Democrats certainly didn't hesitate to take credit for how well things went in the first wave. Exactly. Do you think we might hear, obviously, one of the first questions is going to be about a mask mandate. But at this point, is is there just so much pressure on the government? Like, even Saskatchewan is putting in place a mask mandate. Yeah, I mean, look, I think uh, public patience uh, on this is unraveling for good reason. They're just There's stories every day, as you know, and every number is headed now in the wrong direction. What was 11 deaths uh, reported yesterday? It's back in the long-term care homes. We were alarmed when the numbers passed 200 cases a day. We're now over 700. They're doubling every 13 days. No question, I would say, that they're going to have to extend the orders. Um, We got an order... The first crackdown order on Fraser Health, Mm -hmm. which, as you know, is ground zero, uh, came two days after the election. And the second order was on November the 7th. So, uh, you know, I really, I think, uh, as I said, uh, the public certainly uh, credited the government with doing a great job in the first wave. Uh, I think uh, public patience is running out with how badly things are going in the second wave. They certainly are. So I know that's going to be a hot topic. That's, I think, what, 10.30, 10.45 this morning he's speaking? 10.30, 10.45. We're also expecting to finally hear when they're planning to swear in all the new MLAs. Uh, and, uh, you know, the writs were the election writs were returned on Monday. So that's the way that system works. Uh, we're expecting to hear uh, whether or not they're going to recall the legislature um, the premier, and I know Richard Zussman said this to you yesterday, the, the government is still planning to somehow or other get those checks out to people. The government promised people, families, uh, most families in B.C., a check of $1,000 for economic recovery, $500 checks for individuals. I've had emails, expect you have too, from people saying, how do I apply for these? Well, the answer is they haven't legislated them into existence yet. They are still just an election promise. So I think you're going to hear today uh, that they're calling the House back before Christmas to legislate those checks into existence. People were promised them before Christmas. And I know there's, you know, uh, a lot of people out there are counting on that money before Christmas. Uh, They need it. There's still a lot of people backs to the wall in the middle of this pandemic. 
That's so true as well. And one thing, Vaughn, that I know that we keep running out of time to talk about, but it's so important, is the Site C situation too. Yeah, the Premier said this week that he hasn't made up his mind yet whether or not to cancel or continue with the project, which is a, a little, one is a little taken aback by that announcement, and I invite you and the listener to go on to BC Hydro's Site C website. Hydro, since the election, has posted B-roll video of what's going on at Site C and pictures of the project. And you have a look at that, and you realize it's flat-out construction up there. Um, spending on Site C, there's almost 5,000 people working there. Um, spending on Site C is approaching $6 billion. Uh, you can go on there. I looked at it yesterday and thought, can they really be seriously thinking of canceling yeah, this thing? exactly. Um, my guess is they're going to keep going. Uh, they'll find some way to swallow the extra cost and swallow the risks and go on with it. But Premier says, nope, hasn't made up his mind yet. He's waiting for an independent re- review, which we're expecting in the next few weeks. Is it is it become the, kind of the epitome of too big to fail at this point? It's too big to stop? You know, that's a good question, Simi. And uh, remember when Horgan decided to go ahead with this thing, which he inherited from the Liberals three years ago, that's what he said. He said, we're not going to write off then $4 billion. That was his number. We're not going to write off that with nothing to show for it. Well, as I said, I mean, you look at these videos and these pictures and you go, are they really going to shut this down, dismantle everything yeah. and restore the site to the way it looked before they started digging into the hillside? It just doesn't seem possible, right? So it's almost like they're playing this, doing this little dance around it when we all know what's really going to happen here. Well, yeah, except, you know, these are serious, serious risks with this site. You know, we're talking about instability uh, in the foundations of the dam itself and under the powerhouse. Now, they're still building the powerhouse. This is according to BC Hydro's latest construction update on Friday. But you're going, gee, instability under the dam site itself, under the powerhouse? Like, how are we going to swing that? It, this is This is going to be one of the most fascinating political stories of the year when Horgan finally comes out and tells us what's in that still in the works independent review of the project. So that there's a lot to criticize the government over these days, right? Where yeah. where is the opposition, by the way? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> They're still in, tra- well, in the so trauma ward, I would say. You know, uh, the only person who's had less to say to British Columbians since the election than John Horgan is the leader of the opposition, Andrew Wilkinson, whose uh, communications with the B.C. public have lasted, uh, what was it, 97 seconds yeah. in one press conference, which wasn't a press conference because he didn't take questions from the media. We're hearing that the Liberals are looking at some way to get Mr. Wilkinson to come out and talk to the BC public and the media in the next week or so. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll hold our breath for that one as well. I know, but not even a comment about what's going on with the government. Like, no, they haven't appointed no. somebody to come out and do what the opposition normally does. Yeah, I mean, we elect an opposition to hold the government to account, and one can argue that maybe they didn't do the greatest job in history holding the government to account uh, before the election or during the election. I think the voters spoke pretty strongly on that. But um, going forward, folks, um, 
there's, uh, you know, the, the results are all in now, and uh, the opposition has a job to do, too. And one of the great leaders in the history of the NDP, Tommy Douglas, said when his government, when the opposition got stupid, his government got stupid. It is very important that the opposition do its job as well. All right. Okay. So then we're waiting to hear the premier this morning. Um, Vaughn, do you think that the mass mandate is going to come eventually, like, and, and coming from the top as opposed to waiting for health officials to say, let's do this? Um, I would be surprised if the government overrules Dr. Henry on what she says. You know, she had another statement out this week. Every now and then she writes an open letter to British Columbians, right? And she had yeah. one out this week. Um, I don't know. I, you know, the thing about the masks, and um, and I think our colleague Keith Baldry and, and Richard Zussman have both pointed this out quite well. Um, the problem right now is with a spread out of places that no one's going to wear masks, and that's private homes, private parties, indoor right. parties. That's where the problem is, and really, um, you know, masks have symbolic importance out in the public and certainly in shopping malls and places like that, and the proprietors of those businesses should be saying wear a mask, but um, really the spread is not because uh, of masks, because people are not going to start wearing masks in their own homes. Exactly. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun there. So, yes, more to come. Um, Premier John Horgan's press conference this morning. Lots of questions for him, and you'll be hearing more about that right here on 980 CKNW.